With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Whatever you do, please don't try this at home. Today on the return edition of Don't Try This at Home, host Jay Letter will dig deep into the WrestleMania card. Also, we will give you some of the greatest WrestleMania build-ups of all time, what's lacking in this year's WrestleMania as far as build-up is concerned, and we will also talk about the page sex tape leaks and uh, how we feel about this terrible situation. But before we get to all that, I'd just like to take a moment to uh, send my condolences to good old JR Jim Ross. Um, on the passing of his wife, Jan. I've been a fan of Jim Ross my entire life, just like most of the listeners probably have. Jim Ross was the soundtrack to my childhood, my young adolescent years, my teenage years, into early adulthood. And um, man, I've got an insane amount of respect for Jim Ross. And this is tragic. This is horrible. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of circumstances that go into life, a lot of unexpected things that happen. But losing your wife in such an unexpected manner is just, you know, heartbreaking, devastating. And I can't even imagine what he's going through. Uh, life-changing moment for good old JR. Stay strong, man. I hope you, you know, can venture forward into the future and uh, continue to maintain as positive of a life as possible. Our condolences to good old Jim Ross. Rest in peace, Jan Ross. I'm impressed and I don't impress easy. Now, for this discussion, may I present 15 years undefeated, the eighth wonder of the world, 7 foot 4, 500 pounds, Andre, whoa, the giant. Wait, what's going on here? Hold on, man. What are you doing with him? You guys aren't together. Come on, man. Andre, what are you doing here with Heenan? What's going on? Andre, listen, man. You can't be here with him. Don't you know what Heenan's done to me? To these people out here since you've been gone? It can't be so. Andre, listen to me. Day one, man, when I set my eyes on you, brother, you're the reason I got in professional wrestling. 
You were like a god to me, a role model. You can't be here with him, man. You're the one that took me all the way from nothing to the world's title. Andre, you can't be with him, man. No, no, wait one minute. You're the one that taught me, man, about respect for the fans, about helping the kids. You're the one that taught me about good sportsmanship. You set the, the mold for me to follow, man. What are you doing here with him? I'll tell you what he's doing here with me. He's sick and tired of you and what you stand for. Let me tell you something, Hogan. You're the one that for three years as world champion used this man. You're also the vermin that made this man. I can't tell you what I think about. You used him, they gave him a trophy. But no, that wasn't good enough. It was a littler trophy than yours. But you had to walk out and steal that moment. You're so jealous of this man, you can't stand it. He, oh, this is the man for 15 years that is undefeated. But did you ever once? No, man, you're wrong. You're wrong, you're wrong. When I won the world title, he poured champagne over my head. It was like a bond of friendship. You're wrong, even. Did you ever once, once in your life, offer him a championship match? You laughed behind his back. No, Andre, listen, it's not happening. Tell me it's not so, man. Even though you came out here with him, you don't have to leave with him. It's not happening. Thank you, Ansel, my shoulders. One more thing to say to you, Hogan. Look at me when I'm talking to you. I'm there for one reason. To challenge you for a world championship match in the WrestleMania. Andre, please, no, it's not happening. We're friends. We're friends, Andre, please. You can't believe it? Maybe you'll believe this, Hogan. Andre, what are you doing, man? You can't leave like this, man. What are you doing, Andre? You can't my cross the shirt. What's wrong with him, man? You can't leave like this. You're bleeding. It's not out. Andre, come back, man. You don't have to leave like this. What no, is he no, doing? Man. You're bleeding. Jesus. What's... Come, come. Come on. Once again, my name is Jay Aletto, and this is Don't Try This at Home. Thursday, March 23rd, 2017. Back... And better than fucking ever. Man, if you know me, you know I have a way of being uncensored, so to speak. I speak what's on my mind. I say what's on my mind. I get myself into a lot of trouble with a lot of people, but I don't really care. I'm a freedom fighter, baby. I think you should be free to say whatever you want. Not really do whatever you want. I mean, certain things you should be able to do. I mean, there has to be laws in place for obvious reasons. But I like to say whatever the fuck I want. And that's what this show is going to be all about. You know, I started this show last year in a, in a kind of a, I'm not going to say transitional time of my life, but it was, a, it was an important time of my life. I came up with this concept of this podcast. Uh, I, I thought about it. You could ask my, uh, my buddy, good friend, Aaron Romaninov from uh, PWP Nation, my editor, my brother, um, about the process that we had to try to come up with the idea for this podcast. And it was months, you know, and it suddenly occurred to me that, you know, don't try this at home. It's a, it's a great slogan. It's what WWE has said to their fans for years, for decades. And um, I think that's why I, I picked that name, because what I say here, you shouldn't try this at home. 
you shouldn't say things that I'm going to say to people in public, to your parents, to your friends, your family, whatever the case may be. Um, but if you want to, go ahead. That's what freedom's all about. But uh, that's what this show's going to be about, man. Me speaking my mind, me saying what I want to say. Mostly about WWE, professional wrestling, mixed martial arts. I've been on a huge MMA binge for the past six months or so. I've been watching a lot of MMA, becoming a, a really big fan, and a hopefully soon student of the sport. But I'm also going to talk about what's going on in the world, man. Politics, you know, a little bit of that. I'm not going to not going to do too much of that. I'm going to sprinkle that in, you know. Um, civil rights, man. Human rights. A lot of stuff like that. Uh, I'm going to talk about everything. This is, you know, Colt Cabana, who you might be familiar with, one of the, one of the best independent wrestlers in the world currently, and uh, one funny son of a bitch. He um, said that his podcast is a personal journal into the minds and the entryways, blah, 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 whatever the hell it is. Um, that's what this is going to be, man. It's going to be more of a personal journal than anything else. Uh, it's going to develop as time goes on. I'm not really sure what this is going to be, but all I know is you're going to hear a lot from me, from my personal life, from my personal perspective on things that are going on. Now, what you just heard a couple moments ago was the build to the main event of WrestleMania 3. In my opinion, still to this day, the biggest main event in professional wrestling history. I don't think it's been topped since, and I have trouble believing that it's going to be topped. Uh, Hulk Hogan defended the WWF World Heavyweight Championship against Andre the Giant. And the way it came together was brilliant. You know, you just heard a segment of Piper's Pit. Um, It started basically before that, where Andre got awarded uh, a trophy for being the best wrestler of the decade or something along those lines. But Hogan got a bigger trophy for being the most popular wrestler, something like that. I can't remember the exact angle. I was only three fucking years old. Cut me some slack. But... The bottom line is Hogan never offered Andre a title shot. And that was the basis of the feud. You know, Andre was undefeated 15 plus years, wanted his chance at the world championship, a championship that at that, that excuse me, at that point, he never achieved. So Piper's Pit set that feud in motion, got the fans excited, got the world excited you know, Vince McMahon put everything on the line for WrestleMania 3. And um, Hogan versus Andre was the biggest possible main event they could have had at the time. And it went off with uh, massive success. I'm going to play another clip from that Piper's Pit episode in just a few minutes. But uh, this show is going to be about a lot of stuff about WrestleMania. I'm going to go over the WrestleMania card in just a little bit. Going to go over the uh, greatest builds in WrestleMania history. I got a couple here written down. Uh, some you may or may not agree with. But, uh... This site, this podcast, excuse me, this podcast is sponsored by my website, our website, pwpnation.com. Head over to pwpnation.com for some of the latest breaking news stories in the wrestling business. We try to avoid the fluff, avoid the clickbait posts, stuff like that. Um, And we try to give you the meat and potatoes, so to speak, of what's going on in the wrestling world. We're not always the most updated site because everyone who works for us is a volunteer. We all have personal lives, personal jobs, but there is always an advantage to posting news late because not everybody sees it right away. So I can get more into that, but I won't. So pwpnation.com, check it out. Also, the bread and butter of our website is the exclusive articles, the exclusive content that you won't find anywhere else. 
That's where the heart and soul of PWP is. So check us out, pwpnation.com. Visit the site. Check us out on Facebook, facebook.com backslash pwpnation as well. And on Twitter, at pwpnation, over 15,000 followers and counting. We provide live coverage of some of the biggest wrestling events, including weekly live coverage of Monday Night Raw, Tuesday Night SmackDown Live, NXT, sometimes TNA. I'll always call it TNA, by the way. It'll never be Impact Wrestling to me. It'll always be total nonstop assholes. And other events as well. New Japan, Ring of Honor, stuff like that. We dive into all kinds of stuff. So PWPNation.com, check it out. Check us out. Check out what we do. We also have a lot of podcasts on our network, this network right here, including The Bottom Line with Zach Haydorn, Uncensored with Caden Moran, and soon to be debuting, hopefully, a series of conversations with Aaron Romadinov, and that should be a fun show as well. So uh, here we go. Let's dive into this. The first topic on the board one of the most controversial topics of the year so far in pro wrestling, and that is uh, the page sex tape leaks, um, the nude leaks, the fappening, so to speak. Um, so I got a little heat on Twitter over the weekend for posting a story about the page sex tape leaks on our website. And also I, uh, when a nude came out of page, it was a, it was a picture of her showing off like her, her right booby or something like that, or her left. Bo- I can't remember what boob it was, but it was one of her titties. Um, she, she just was showing her titties in a selfie in the mirror and I thought it was, you know, innocent, whatever. Like we've seen pages boobs before, if you've seen that picture in the past and, um, boobs are one thing, you know, boobs are one thing. I, I think that the, uh, the whole nudity stuff in America is too censored anyway. You know, who cares about seeing a boob? Um, so I, I posted the picture of pages boob on our Twitter account because I thought it was First of all, sexy. I think she should be proud of her body. She's fucking beautiful. There's no denying that. Um, Secondly, I didn't know how serious this sex tape leak was. I didn't know that there was actually a sex tape. At that point, I had no idea. So I posted an article on our website um, saying basically there's speculative uh, sex tape coming out. Not sure. We don't know. But you could find a picture of her boob on her Twitter account. So we, we did get a lot of traffic from this. We uh, did get a lot of Facebook followers, no, excuse me, not Facebook, fucking Twitter followers from this, a couple of Facebook likes, whatever the case may be. Um, it, it caused a little bit of a reaction. As it should, that's the business we're in. Man, I report the fucking news. That's what I do. So don't give me heat for reporting the news on my website. It's not your website. If you want to open a website, if you want to start a website, go through all the trials and tribulations and all the bullshit that it takes to, to maintain one and to run one, and you don't want to post her nude picture, don't. Don't. I did not put it on our website. I put it on our social media platform. We all know that Twitter is fucking fair game. You can see anything on Twitter. That website is fair game. So um, I got some heat from some people, which is fine. I love heat. I take it. I troll them back. Uh, I know they're pussies. I know they're cowards. If they're going to talk shit to me on Twitter, um, meet me outside my house or outside your house. Uh, wrap up your fist because if you want to actually make this fist of cuffs, I have no problem doing that. Win, lose, or draw. I don't give a fuck. So anyway, I got some heat. Bounced that heat off. As soon as I saw there was a sex tape leak and it was something that we knew we shouldn't be putting our eyes on, we knew that we shouldn't be seeing, um, I deleted the picture of her boobie off of our Twitter account. I also went back to my post, original post, and I updated it. And I pretty much detracted, just took back what I said. And uh, I feel bad for Paige. I feel horrible for her. You know, we've gotten to know this woman 
over the past you know few years in WWE television, also on Total Divas, if you watch that show, which I happen to watch a lot of it, especially early on. I don't really watch it anymore, but with my fiance, I was watching basically every episode, and you got to know a little bit about her. And she's a, just a nice person. She's a little wild, a little crazy, um, funny as fuck, and just beautiful inside now. You could fucking tell, man. And what she did, you know, recording herself having sex, whatever the case may be, um, blowjobs, whatever the fuck it was, that was her personal decision. That was her personal choice. Maybe she gets off on it. You know, maybe it's it's a fetish that she enjoys. Um, how often does somebody find another person that enjoys the same fetish? Maybe uh, the, you know, the dude in the sex tape, which a lot of people don't really talk about, Brad Maddox. He's got an AWOL, by the way. Um, maybe Brad Maddox enjoys that shit as well. You know, maybe it's rare to find, I, I'm, I'm sure it's rare to find somebody who enjoys the same fetish as you do, if you have one. I'm not, I'm not saying everybody has one, but you know what I mean. So they found each other. They recorded some of these sex tapes. They probably, you know, watched them, had a laugh, had some good times. I'm sure these were all positive experiences at the time for Paige. But what, what has happened now is this, whoever leaked this video or these videos, you know, you're a fucking coward. It's obvious. Uh, man up, fess up to it. If it was Brad Maddox himself, dude, you're fucked if that was you, man. You're blackballed from the wrestling industry. You could never come back. Bro, it's over for you, son. Uh, Xavier Woods, man, you can't... Listen, I saw the video of her riding Xavier Woods and uh, Maddox fucking videotaping the the insertion of the penis into the vagina, whatever the fuck. Uh, That was a weird one. I mean, listen, you're a cuck, dude, Maddox. You're, You're a fucking cuck. Uh, you're a little bitch. I, I would never do that personally as a, as a red-blooded American male. You won't see me fucking videotaping that. But again, if that's your fetish, if that's what you're into, I can't blame you for that. How am I going to fucking uh, sit here and judge you for, for doing that? I'm not going to. But if you, leaked it, if you leaked it, if you showed the world this video, you're a coward, you're a pussy, you're the guy who needs to be embarrassed and shamed and uh, have your ass kicked. And I fucking hate this double standard that, you know, everybody's slut-shaming Paige. Again, I'm going to uh, clarify, not everybody. But there are people out there that are slut-shaming her, that are talking shit about her, that don't feel bad for her. I would love if, if you people who are, who are um, talking shit about Paige doing this, how could she be so dumb? Oh, how could she be so stupid? I don't feel bad for her. I would love it if a sex tape of you got released so we could see how pathetic you are, okay? Um, it, to me, it's it's a sad situation. I hope it blows over. I'm only addressing it and talking about it because I wanted to get it off my chest a little bit about these haters on Twitter who are coming after me and my website for posting the story. How are we not going to post the story, man? You know, how are we not? So I hope this completely blows over. I hope uh, she's okay. And moves forward in a positive direction. And someday, I hope we see her back inside a WWE ring. Man, her talent should not be wasted in TNA. Her talent should not be wasted on the indie scene. She should be back in the WWE ring and uh, doing what she does best. So, um, that's that on Paige. Also, there are some nudes dropped of uh, Celeste Bonin, formerly known as Caitlyn in WWE. Looking hot and jacked as fuck. Also, uh, a nude of, of Summer Ray. Summer Rae denied it was a nude of her, but it was obviously her. And, and again, be proud of your bodies. I mean, it's an invasion of privacy, obviously, but it's not the worst thing. You know, just having a nude of your release is not even close to as, uh, 
to me as as privacy invoking as um page what happened to page so be proud of your body girls you're fucking gorgeous Moving on from that, let's try to transition this uh, easily. Speaking of gorgeous women, let's talk a little bit about WrestleMania 33. And uh, the two biggest matches I'm looking forward to on the card are the women's matches. For whatever reason, uh, the men's matches just aren't doing it for me this year. I don't know what it is. I'm psyched up for the, the Raw Women's Championship match. You know, we've gotten to see these women grow and mature and get better in the ring as the years have gone on, especially Charlotte Flair. I used to be kind of a uh, a non-believer in Charlotte. Early on, especially, I saw Sasha Banks doing things that Charlotte wasn't doing from a psychology standpoint, from a microphone standpoint, from doing things in the ring that we haven't really seen from a female wrestler. But Charlotte has taken all that stuff that Sasha was the best at, and it's just one up there. And I'll be the first to admit, you know, um, Charlotte Flair ha- has been killing it over the past year. But I don't think it's going to be her night at WrestleMania 33. I think this is the time where we'll see Sasha Banks turn heel, um, probably turn on Bailey, do some kind of major heel tactic to end up winning the title and walking out of WrestleMania as uh, WWE Raw Women's Champion, a title that she probably should have won at last year's WrestleMania, but I get it why they were uh, pushing Charlotte so so hard and heavy. So my choice is Sasha Banks. I don't think they should have added Nia Jax to this match. I've been very vocal on Twitter week to week about Nia Jax. I'm not a fan. I don't think she's good whatsoever. I think she's green as grass. I think that uh, she's overweight. And I don't see that say that to me mean to her at all whatsoever. I think it's just a fact. That full bodysuit thing she wears isn't flattering whatsoever. Um, she could really benefit from losing uh, 15, 20 pounds as far as from an athletic perspective is concerned. Being able to uh, do some more stuff inside the wrestling ring. Right now she just kind of like trudges along. It looks like she's walking through mud in there. And again, I don't like listen. It's not a, a sexual thing with me and to, to Nia Jax whatsoever. Um, it's not an attractive thing that I'm, I'm talking about. I'm talking about a pure wrestling physicality thing. What she can do in the ring would be highly benefited if she lost some f- weight, you know, um, and if she got in better ring shape and, and uh, got more experience. I think she was kind of just thrown into this match because she's The Rock's cousin, and that's really the only reason. So uh, she's also 30-something years old. I think she's 31 or 32. Um, and women wrestlers, they don't really last that long. Longevity, longevity. You know, we're seeing some girls like Mickey James and whatnot. They are, uh, they are an exception to the rule. She went, she had a baby, and she's back. Most of the time, when these women, when they're done, they're done, man. They go have kids. They want to start a family. They find some rich dude, whatever the case may be, um, Alex Rodriguez or whatever, uh, and they just kind of, you know, wallow off into the sunset, which is fine, you know. But uh, if you look at some of the past. Divas and women's champions, a lot of them are no longer with the company for that very reason. They're just done. They've, they've done it for a little while, and they've, they've, they're finished. So uh, Nia Jax, they're kind of striking, I guess, while the iron is hot with her. She doesn't have that many years as far as an ignorant career is concerned. So um, they're trying to get her moments out of the way now. But I don't think she should be in the match, just from a personal perspective. I wouldn't put her in it. I think she's going to slow it down, uh, maybe provide some cool spots. I don't think the match is going to be bad. I think they're going to be able to work around her and do some cool stuff. But um, I just think it would be better without her. That's just my opinion. But I'm picking Sasha to win that one. And the SmackDown's Women's Championship match, man, it's like a free-for-all. You know, you got Becky Lynch, you got Natty, Alexa Bliss defending the title, who, by the way, speaking of improving, 
Alexa Bliss, she improves with every time the microphone touches her hand. Every time she sets foot inside of a WWE ring, that girl improves, man. If you watch Talking Smack, you'll see on a week-to-week basis, she's getting a lot of repetitions in. She's on that show almost every week. She's talking to Daniel Bryan. She's talking to Renee Young. She's answering questions on the fly. She's not reading from a script. This helps her big time. Answering questions like that on the fly and kind of talking from the from the heart, from your soul, like I'm doing right now. The more you do that, the better you're going to be when you actually have to read a script and memorize lines. It makes you more comfortable talking into a microphone, talking in front of people, talking just in general. It makes you way more comfortable. And we've seen Alexa Bliss do that. We're also seeing that with, with other wrestlers, Baron Corbin. I could give an example. He's getting a lot of repetitions. He, uh, he's not that great in the microphone yet, but he's getting there. Little by little. It's all about the repetition after repetition after repetition. We saw that with Rollins. We see it time and time again. WWE knows what they're doing when it comes to learn, uh, teaching these wrestlers how to talk in the mic. The more opportunity they have, the better they're going to get. But I believe um, SmackDown's Women's Championship, that Becky Lynch is probably going to walk out the winner. I mean, she's the most over out of all the women on the show. And they seem to be, I don't know, building that division around her kind of but it wouldn't shock me if Naomi made a return and won the title back from Bliss I think they um it's her hometown and all that kind of stuff and I don't think they're gonna they're gonna build that up I don't think we're gonna see her on Smackdown this coming week although we might we might but I don't think we're gonna see her on Smackdown declare for the match I think she's gonna come out as a mystery entrant as a surprise and um the crowd's gonna pop Alexa Bliss is gonna be fucking pissed and uh, if Naomi's in the match, I'll put my money on her. But right now, without Naomi involved, I'll put my money on the beautiful Becky Lynch winning that contest. So yeah, I'm pumped for those matches. I think they're going to be good. I think they're going to be um, very entertaining. But uh, if you look at the if you look at the card, and I'm going to look at it right now. If you're the click of my mouse, that's because I'm on my computer. Um, if you look at the card, it's it's really stacked. Really overloaded with talent, which is a good thing. It shows the depth of the WWE roster right now. Even though they do need guys like Goldberg and Lesnar to headline the show. Those guys are an oxymoron. But when you have guys like Cena, Roman Reigns, AJ Styles, The Undertaker, away from the kind of title matches and stuff like that, I think that's a good sign in a way. But uh, I'm going to quickly run this card down from uh, bottom to top on the way I have it written. So the first match at the bottom for me is Cena and Nikki versus Miz and Maurice. I think Cena and Nikki walk out victorious. I have a feeling they're going to go with the Cena proposed to Nikki angle because the Miz was just ripping the bejesus out of them on SmackDown this past week. So I think Cena and Nikki walk out victorious. Uh, Shane McMahon and AJ, man, it's a damn shame that Shane McMahon versus AJ Styles has to happen, in my opinion. I think it's going to be entertaining. I have a feeling they're probably going to come up with some great spots, some memorable moments within the confines of the match. I just hope they're safe. I just hope uh, everything goes smoothly with this contest. The build so far has been decent. That was important to make this build good. So people actually, you know, buy into it. But um, yeah. I'm going to pick AJ Styles to walk out victorious. I mean, last year he lost to Chris Jericho. Uh, Last year, Shane McMahon also lost to The Undertaker. I don't see why a a win for Shane McMahon here would benefit anybody. But I do see Shane McMahon looking awesome in this match at certain points. But I'm going to pick AJ Styles to win in devastating fashion. Not sure how they're going to do it. I'm sure they're going to come up with something we haven't seen before. Or haven't seen in a while. But uh, I pick AJ over Mr. Shane McMahon. Here comes the money McMahon. 
Um, how about Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal? Uh, so far, there's only a few entrants that are, you know, confirmed. Last year, Baron Corbin won, and he was kind of a mystery entrant. Uh, this year, I don't know who's going to fucking win. Uh, but just out of the guys who I'm looking at right now who are in the match, let's go with Big Show, I guess. Big Show already won it, right? Yeah, I don't know, man. I uh, I don't know. I'm not even going to put a guess for the Andre Memorial Battle Royal. Maybe Braun Strowman if he's in it. I know he's not confirmed yet, but if Braun Strowman's in it, let's pick Braun Strowman. Neville and Aries. Um, I want to pick Aries. My heart says pick Austin Aries, but I'm going to go with Neville. And I'm going to go with Neville just based on the fact that he's been improving. He's another uh, a good example of what I was talking about before with repetition on the microphone. How to improve on the mic in a uh, short amount of time is Neville. He's constantly getting repetition, constantly go, 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 talk, 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 do his thing. So I'm going to, my heart says Aries, my head says Neville. I'm going to go on record picking Neville to uh, retain the WWE Cruiserweight Championship. Um, SmackDown's Women's Championship, already went over that. Becky Lynch, if uh, Naomi's in it, I'm picking Naomi. Triple threat for the Raw Tag Team Championships. Let's go Enzo and Cass here. I'm going to pick Enzo and Cass because they are due for a title win. Uh, They never won the NXT Tag Team Championships, never won them. So I think this is their moment to win the um, tag team titles on the Raw brand. So let's go with Enzo and Cass, the realest guys in the room. How you doing? The best built-up match so far, I think, this year. There's two really, really... Actually, I'm, I'm sorry. There's three really well-done builds to WrestleMania matches this year. And the first one is the WWE United States Championship match between Jericho and Owens. Uh, this storyline has played out over the past six... 12 months. I mean, it's been just awesome how they've gone from on again, off again tag team partners. Like we saw them do some things together when they were in the feud, in a feud over the intercontinental title. Um, they were kind of, they weren't really against each other though. They were kind of like back and forth. I actually saw them a little over a year ago in a one-on-one match at Madison square garden for the inter- intercontinental title when uh, Kevin Owens had it and it was a good match, you know, but uh, the best friends storyline was fucking awesome. Just amazing. Like Chris Jericho literally is having the best run of his career right now. I'll say that. I mean, it, it kind of almost tops his uh, his run in 2000, um, 2008, 2009, where he was rocking the suit and saying the big words and kind of being a dick and had those matches with Shawn Michaels and stuff like that. Uh, but this, this run Jericho's having, he's gotten the word it over. He's gotten the word uh, whatever. He's got a fucking plant over Mitch. Um, just, just amount of the, the list, you know, we can go on and on with the kind of shit that he's gotten over, but I don't think this is going to be his night. He won last year, WrestleMania, as I just said before, he beat AJ Styles last year. I think Kevin Owens wins against Jericho and becomes a new United States champion. I don't know what the future is of Jericho. I think we'll probably see him after WrestleMania for a little while, but I know he's going to do Fozzie concerts. I didn't research this. I don't know what the fuck he's doing, but uh, I would hope to see Jericho back in a WWE ring ASAP because he is currently doing the best shit he's done ever, and there's no reason to stop until it kind of just fledges out a little bit. Ambrose and Corbin, intercontinental title match. Um, I think Corbin walks out the winner here. Uh, you can't have the babyfaces win in every match. And I think, you know, if WWE has been known to have their veterans win at WrestleMania, but I think they're very high on Corbin. I think they really like his potential, and a loss here would, would really hurt him, in my opinion. A loss here would hurt Corbin. But Ambrose, 
if you look at Ambrose's WrestleMania history, that dude can't really win a match as a single at WrestleMania. You know, you look back, WrestleMania 30, he was still with the Shield. Um, WrestleMania 31, he was in that crazy ladder match and took a sick bump and was kind of eliminated out of that. Um, WrestleMania 32 last year, he got his ass kicked by Brock Lesnar. So this is a heart-head thing again. Uh, my head says Ambrose because he's lost his past two. And the the rumor is that Vince McMahon loves Dean Ambrose and getting him a WrestleMania win would really probably be good for his career, his WrestleMania record, all that good stuff. But I think a, a loss for Corbin here would hurt him. So, um, again, heart says Corbin, head says Ambrose. So I guess I'll go on record. I'll pick Ambrose here. Fatal 4 Raw's women title. Already got, went through that before. I think Sasha Banks wins, turns heel in the process. Won't be shocked to see Charlotte Flair in the future turn babyface. That won't surprise me whatsoever. I think a babyface run is due for her. So uh, let's say Sasha wins, turns heel on Bailey. Uh, Sasha and Bailey ends up being the feud moving forward. Charlotte turns uh, babyface, feuds with Nia Jax, who's still the heel. Charlotte helps Nia Jax learn how to wrestle. Excuse me. Um, all right, the two title matches here, and uh, we got the other one, Reigns and Taker. Uh, let's go with the WWE title match. Bray Wyatt versus Randy Orton. The other match that has been built up very well. Long-term booking here. We saw this on the horizon. We saw this on the horizon happening, but we didn't know what it was going to consist of. We didn't know how they were going to get there precisely. There was a lot of bumps in the road, a lot of twists and turns, different kind of like uh, stuff that is thrown with us with uh, AJ Styles being involved, with Luke Harper being involved, John Cena being involved, Kane being involved, the whole nine yards. Um, It's been a great buildup for this match. Uh, Twists and turns galore. So Orton, Wyatt, Orton won the Rumble. Wyatt's the champion. Again, Bray Wyatt, every year at WrestleMania seems to fail, man. He seems to fail. He doesn't win at WrestleMania. This year, I think he wins. He has to win. If Orton beats Bray Wyatt, it's going to be devastating for Wyatt's career. I see a uh, Wyatt family interference. I think Luke Harper gets involved. I think uh, Eric Rowan gets involved. I think Bray Wyatt somehow defeats Randy Orton and retains the WWE Championship. He has to. If Orton wins, this does nothing for Randy Orton. Randy Orton, we've seen pushed nonstop for the past 15 years up and down the card. You know, title shot, title shot, title shot, win, win, win. I mean, do you really want him to get another step closer to that uh, 16-time championship record yet? Are we there? Are we at that point? I mean, I don't think it's necessary. I think there's still a few years left in Orton's career to really work full-time and get some more title reigns under his belt. But right now, Wyatt needs a WrestleMania win. I think I'm probably not in the minority here. I think Wyatt needs to win more than Orton. Reigns and Taker. Reigns and Taker, man. Um, Undertaker is dwindling, bro. His career is kind of trudging along, slowly coming to an end. I still think he's got another WrestleMania left in him, at least one more next year in New Orleans. You know he's going to want to go back to New Orleans. Uh, I think Roman Reigns is obviously the next guy. The only reason they're booking this match is so Roman Reigns can beat The Undertaker. Then you could put Roman Reigns against Brock Lesnar in the future. They're the two guys that have beaten The Undertaker at WrestleMania. There is your angle. Thank you very much. It's really that simple. Let's not overthink it. Reigns over The Undertaker. I'm actually going to write an article on this match called Booking the Finish. Roman Reigns versus The Undertaker WrestleMania 33. Not sure exactly which direction I'm going to go in yet. I've got a lot of creative juices flowing on this match. A lot of weird things that could possibly happen. 
Personally, I think it's going to be a lot like WrestleMania 23 when Undertaker fought Batista. I think we'll see some gimmicks involved. We'll see the announcer tables used. We'll see some cool spots. Uh, but we'll see a different winner. I think ultimately Roman Reigns walks out defeating The Undertaker. I think uh, Reigns will get the pat on the back, the handshake, the hand raised in the middle of the air, possibly a hug. I don't think we'll see Roman Reigns turn heel on this night. I think a heel turn would be awesome in the future, but not not yet. Not now. They still need to try to make him the face of the company well, you know, well they can. Uh, and they're basically starting from scratch here. So I think Reigns defeats The Undertaker. Goldberg and Lesnar! Goldberg and Lesnar, man, do I wish Money in the Bank was around right now. If Money in the Bank was in play here, if there was a a superstar that held that briefcase, I would have Goldberg and Lesnar open the show. I'd have it be your first match. I'd have Lesnar and Goldberg be your first fucking match. That would be my scenario. I'd have Goldberg beat Lesnar again. I'd have Goldberg just fucking beat him again. And then I'd have whoever the case may be come out. Whoever has that Money in the Bank case come out, challenge Goldberg. I have Lesnar fuck up Goldberg from behind real quick. Whoever's got the case, uh, let's just use, I don't know, let's just use AJ Styles as an example. Let's say theoretically, hypothetically, he had the case, comes out, beats Goldberg. This is the opening thing in the card. Holy shit, AJ Styles is new champion. However, he still has a match later in the night. So now the title is defended again at WrestleMania. Unprecedented. Hasn't happened. Well, not necessarily unprecedented. It was kind of done in a different way at WrestleMania 9 uh, with fucking uh, Hogan coming out at the end of Bret Hart and Zuna and Mr. Fuji um, challenging Hogan on Yokozuna's behalf and Hogan beating Yokozuna. Two title changes, yada, yada, yada. Also, WrestleMania 10, there was technically two title matches as well. So not really unprecedented, but with the money in the bank in play, with the way they could have utilized it for this, Kind of unprecedented. I think that um, it would be awesome if they utilize this idea in the future. Uh, WWE, if you want this idea, you can use it. You got my permission. I hope somebody's pitched this idea. I don't think it's too outside the box where it hasn't been pitched yet. So that would be my scenario. But what I think is going to happen is Brock Lesnar is going to somehow find like a crazy submission move to put Goldberg in. Uh, maybe not make him tap out. Maybe make him pass out from pain. I think they're going to still try to keep Goldberg as strong as they possibly can. But I think Brock Lesnar's MMA skills, his real-life MMA skills are going to help him here. And you could poke jokes at that if you want about Lesnar, you know, kind of his MMA career dwindling after he won the title and was successful defending and all that stuff. But um, I think Lesnar can still bust out maybe a choke of some sort. Something we haven't seen recently in a WWE ring. Hell, use the head and arm choke that he uh, used to beat Shane Carwin with in his, in his UFC World Heavyweight Championship title defense. You know, use that. Have him, you know, make Lesnar pass out from the pain. I'm um, excuse me, make Goldberg pass out from the pain. That way, you keep Goldberg strong, and Lesnar is your champion, and you can build towards your Lesnar Reign uh, main event that you want. Lesnar reigns main event that you want. We don't want it, but you want it, Vince. Absolutely. All right, so I've been ranting here for a little while about WrestleMania. That's the WrestleMania card. We are less than two weeks away, a little over a week, a week from Sunday, however you want to say it. This podcast is going to drop on Saturday, so we'll see what happens. All right, guys, I am going to take a quick little break here. Going to come back. I'm going to play for you the next installment of the greatest WrestleMania build of all time, where Andre the Giant went into WrestleMania 3 to try to dethrone the immortal Hulk Hogan of the WWF World Heavyweight Championship, the Pontiac Silverdome, baby. 93,000 people 
in the Pontiac Silverdome in, uh, in Detroit, Michigan. Uh, fucking crazy, unprecedented at the time. So uh, I'm going to take a little break. Don't forget, visit pwpnation.com and all of our other podcasts here in the network. Hope you're having a good time. Hope you're enjoying listening. Hope you're still listening to me fucking rant and rave like a maniac. I'll be right back, folks. Stay with me. Ladies and gentlemen, the world's heavyweight champion, Hulk Hogan. Yo. Yo, look at me. Look at me in the eye. Oh, I don't understand something, man. Look at me in the eye, please. What's going on with Andre? Please, look, no, look me in the eye. I've always known, I thought you, I've always known you to be a man at least. Look me in the eye and tell me what's going on with Andre. We want to know. You don't understand, man. I worshiped the guy. He was like a friend, man. Everything, everything he was, I wanted to be like him. I watched him nationwide TV. That's the reason I'm here. But wait a second. I thought he's your best friend. I thought so. I thought so, man. Like I said, that's why I'm here. I patterned my whole life after him, man. The courtesy, the way he treated people in and out of the ring, man. The way he was a good sport, brother. That's what I wanted. I don't wait, Curtis. No, no, no. I knew I couldn't be as big as him, man. I wanted to be just like him. I watched him move, man. I watched him treat people. Treating people, ripping clothes off is not my idea. Treating people, right. When I saw him with Heenan, you're right, man. I knew it changed. When he was Heenan, I knew he was a different man. I knew Heenan had got to him. I knew something was different. We used to fight for the same things. We used to fight because we believed in the straight and narrow. And when I saw it with Heenan, I knew it was jealousy, greed, the money, something had gotten to him, you know. But when he pulled the shirt, man, when he ripped the cross off my chest, he didn't just tear it off. He dug in and tore my heart out, man. Why didn't you just take a stake and drive it in my heart, Andre? And you know something? Now that he's with Heenan, it's all changed, man. He's different. Tell me yes or no. So my quick little break turned into about a um, three-day break. I'm here. It is Sunday, March 26th, I believe. Um, See, I lose track of the days as well. Back here on the podcast. I will be dropping this shortly. But I just wanted to let you know that this is how I roll sometimes. Like procrastination is a part of my life. And there are certain times where I just can't record. Things are going on in the house. I don't have a studio. It's a makeshift little area I got to record these podcasts. But anyway, you just listen to Hulk Hogan accept the challenge of Andre the Giant. I think that's the greatest WrestleMania buildup of all time for sure. But there's a lot more that I like, and I'm going to bring them to you right now. I mean, WrestleMania five, Hulk Hogan versus Monster Man Randy Savage, the mega powers explode. Undoubtedly, one of the greatest storylines in the history of pro wrestling. It's a storyline that spanned for an entire year. Hulk Hogan, loses the WWF Championship to Andre the Giant in controversial fashion, the uh, double referee gimmick with the Hepner brothers, and um, Andre the Giant gives the title, or as he says, the WWF Tag Team titles to Ted DiBiase. You know, that was unprecedented. You can't just give your title away. Jack Tunney didn't agree with that, so there was a tournament. 
tournament in Trump Plaza, Atlantic City, where Macho Man Randy Savage was victorious. A year later, the storyline culminates with Hulk Hogan defeating Randy Savage, getting the title back. Just a well-done storyline, planned out two years, in a year in advance, two years in advance, whatever it was. That's when Vince McMahon would write out storylines years in advance and just kind of switch things up as he went. Uh, it's a lot different now, as we know. Another great WrestleMania main event buildup I got here is Randy Savage versus Ric Flair, WrestleMania 8. The storyline was fantastic. I know it was supposed to be Hogan Flair. We're, we're actually happy now as fans to look back on that, and we got to get Savage versus Flair, the honor of Miss Elizabeth on the line there. It's an amazing buildup, amazing match. Loved it. Absolutely loved it. How about WrestleMania 12? Bret Hart's not a fan of it. He's got on record saying he wasn't a fan of this buildup. But if you're a Shawn Michaels mark, if you were behind the Heartbreak Kid, digging the Heartbreak Kid at the time, I wasn't personally, but uh, the buildup was amazing. Shawn Michaels, the boyhood dream, all that stuff. Uh, great buildup there. Can't forget about Austin. Austin, WrestleMania 14, the Attitude Era. You know, the Austin Era begins. The fantastic, epic call of uh, good old Jim Ross, JR. Just amazing. Fantastic. You know, WrestleMania 15. Uh, Austin and The Rock. The, those storylines in the Attitude Era, just the buildup was fantastic. Every single week was must-see TV. You couldn't miss it. It was true episodic television. It was written in advance. It was written by actual television writers, Vince Russo, Ed Ferrara, guys who would think outside the box, try to write episodic so you came back to watch the next week. And it was a better show the next week. And if the next week wasn't a better show, guess what? The following week would be. In most cases, so. Uh, Attitude Era, just all those main events, WrestleManias, SummerSlams, whatever the case may be. Fantastic builds, fantastic storylines. When we get past the WrestleMania 20 era, when we get into like the 21s, 22s, 23s, things start to get a little more um, complicated with the WrestleMania builds. And But, but I'm going to give credit where credit's due. I did like WrestleMania 25, even though the match wasn't spectacular, as far as the main event was concerned, but uh, Triple H, Randy Orton, the buildup was pretty good. Buildup was good. Randy Orton's angle where he had this, I can't remember the exact word that they used for his uh, temper, but he had this temperament where he was just punting people in the head. Vince McMahon, Shane McMahon, Stephanie McMahon, just whooping the McMahon's asses. And of course, Triple H is the hero, comes back and uh, defends his WWF title against Randy Orton and beats him at WrestleMania 25. Cool storyline, cool build. Match was a little lackluster due to the stipulation added to it. I think it was if uh, Triple H got disqualified, he would still lose the title. Something along those lines. I remember being in the building. I was actually at that WrestleMania, WrestleMania 25. And people were leaving after Cena won his match against uh, Edge and Big Show in the triple threat. People were leaving because, you know, Triple H and Randy Orton just didn't get the attention of a lot of the fans. Even though, on paper, watching it on TV, I thought the buildup was really good. Um, build up again. I mean, this is another controversial one. You guys may not agree with it. Uh, and, and of course, let's not, let's not skip over Shawn Michaels retirement build up for WrestleMania 26. It's fantastic. But, you know, a lot of people didn't like the Cena Rock storyline. WrestleMania 28 into WrestleMania 29, both matches, you know, they, they traded victories, of course. Um, I was a fan for sure. Definitely a fan of it. Liked it. Thought the build was over a year. Couldn't go wrong. Um, very, very well done. Uh, of course, I think it would have been better played off if Cena turned heel at the end of WrestleMania 29. You went on a, a different, just took a fucking left turn as far as the uh, storylines were going at the time. Who can forget 
Daniel Bryan overcoming the odds. Don't mind the dogs barking. I don't know what the fuck the problem is. Overcoming the odds at WrestleMania 30 to become the WWE Undisputed Champion. Just fantastic. Loved it. Loved the storyline. Loved the angle. Daniel Bryan overcame all the odds. The biggest odds. There weren't bigger odds to overcome than what he did. And, of course, that storyline wasn't supposed to happen. It was called on the fly. That's how the wrestling business works nowadays. All the fans, wrestling fans, not I'm not, not all the fans, but most of us knew where WWE should have went with WrestleMania that year. But they fought it tooth and nail. They didn't want to go that direction. They didn't want to go that route. But we forced them to. And that was amazing. So those are my favorite build-ups, my favorite WrestleMania main event build-ups heading into WrestleMania. We're now one week away. Earlier in this podcast, we were a little under a week away. Now we're exactly one week away, and this will drop today, Sunday, March 26th. Here's a brand new segment for uh, Don't Try This at Home. Ask Aletto. That is me. Ask Aletto. Hashtag Ask Aletto on Twitter. Um, We're just starting the segment today, so it's not like we have a ton of questions, but as the weeks go on, as the months go on, I'm expecting to get tons huge amount of questions for this segment. Hey, dog, shut up. All right. First question by my good, close, personal friend, Mr. Bill Shannon, at Real Crazy Bill on the Twitter machine. Bill says, did Courtney Love do it? Did Courtney do it? Did Courtney have anything to do with the suicide of Kurt Cobain? Supposed suicide. Of course, this is not a wrestling question. If you're not familiar with Kurt Cobain, he was a lead singer of a band called Nirvana. They were epic in the early 90s. Just changed the entire landscape of music. A lot of people would fight it and say that that landscape wasn't positive. The grunge era. Um, People think it was a little bit depressing. However, there's no denying the musical talent, the uh, lyrical talent of Kurt Cobain. I love Nirvana. I was a big fan. Of course, I was like 10 in 1994 when this tragedy happened. But uh, going back and listening to that music, it was definitely original for the time. The whole grunge era was. But back to Bill's question on Ask Aletto. Did Courtney Love do it? My personal opinion, I've seen Soaked in Bleach. I've seen the documentaries on this situation. I've heard podcasts about it. I got interested in it for a little while, about a year ago. I don't think she pulled the trigger. Okay, I don't think she actually pulled the trigger, but I do think she may have been there. I do think she may have um, aided Kurt Cobain in pulling the trigger. Um, I know it was it's practically impossible with the gun used for somebody to commit suicide the way that it went down. Um, this is a dark subject. I do think uh, Courtney Love had a lot to do with it. <laughs> big time, but uh, until like some kind of expert gives us a definitive answer, again, it's just another load of conspiracies. Um, I think they jumped to conclusions with the suicide, the, the cops, I mean, with uh, closing the case as a suicide, definitely jumped to conclusions. They, they went at it really quickly, wanted to get it done fast, wanted to make heads or tails of it really fast, and too fast, of course. Faster than how uh, Trump care failed, by the way. Uh, next question is who is my favorite past or present women's wrestler? Favorite women's wrestler, past or present? The name 
of this, uh, let me find out who asked me this question. I remember the question, can't remember the name of the Twitter account, but I will find out for you, buddy. I will find out. That's how unprepared I am right now, folks. Completely unprepared. I'll be more prepared in the future. I'll get better every episode. So I'm going to log into Twitter and find out. But uh, this is an easy question for me because if you know me, you know who I love as far as a woman wrestler is in the business, who I'm just infatuated with, who I think is absolutely, positively amazing. And her name is Sasha Banks. I'm a big Sasha Banks fan. I think she's um, transcended the women's division over the past few years into what it is. You know, when she is so passionate about being a part of this women's revolution, all that stuff, she deserves it. She's done pretty much everything for it. I mean, of course she's had help. She's had some dancing partners along the line. Uh, Charlotte, for one. Um, Becky Lynch. Bailey. They've all helped. No question about it. However, back in 2014, okay, this is 2014, I first saw Sasha Banks wrestle. Uh, I, I watched her and I said, wow, this girl is doing things that I um, haven't seen from a woman's wrestler in a long time. As far as psychology is concerned, facial expressions, excuse me, um, just doing things in the ring that, that I haven't seen in a while. I've never seen, actually. Uh, things that Trish Stratus, Lita, that era of great women's wrestlers didn't do. Um, and if, if you get what I'm saying, if you're, if you're a wrestling purist, if you understand psycho- psychology and um, you know transitioning from move to move, hold to hold, spot to spot, all that kind of stuff, and you watch closely, she was doing things well beyond what the others were doing at the time. And this question is from uh, Jimmy Evans on Twitter, at RealJimmyEvans. Thank you, Jimmy, for the question, by the way. But yeah, Sasha Banks is the answer there. Since then, since that time where I, I said, wow, this, this woman's amazing. She can do things that the other ones aren't doing. Um, some of these other women have caught up. Absolutely. I think Charlotte Flair right now, um, in her current position, is the best. I think a lot of that has to do with the way she's been booked, the uh, opportunity she's been given, and the slack that WWE has given her to make amazing things happen in the ring. You know, spots, uh, different things that she's done. The, all the victories on pay-per-view and stuff. I think she's gotten the biggest push, the biggest help from the company for sure. But I think Sasha Banks is right there. I mean, I, again, I spoke about it earlier in the podcast, which, you know, I've recorded a couple days ago. But um, I think a Sasha Banks heel turn, WrestleMania, is important. You kind of jump her off into a new, new storyline, to a new character direction. And I think we'll see why she is overall the best female wrestler on the roster. Okay, for next week's show, if you would like to ask me a question, use the hashtag AskAletto. That's A-L-L-E-T-T-O on Twitter, AskAletto. And if you have anything else, comments, suggestions, you could email me. That's jaletto at pwpnation.com or simply tweet me at jaletto on Twitter or at don't try this pod on Twitter as well. The Twitter machine. And um, I'm going to wrap this show up. Thank you so much for listening. I know, again, once again, I said this would be released Saturday. I lied. Outright lie to you guys. It's going to be released today and Sunday. And uh, I hope you uh, enjoy. Enjoy what you listen to. You know, uh, we're going to get better as time goes on. We're going to make things happen. Make sure you listen to the other podcasts on this network, including The Bottom Line with Zach Haydorn and Uncensored with Kaden Moran. And hopefully, 
hopefully we get a series of conversations with Aaron Romanov, but I'm not going to, you know, hold my breath on that one, Aaron. So, uh, thanks once again. And I'm going to leave you guys with a little, with a little tune, a little bit of a tunage, um, song by a band named with sales ahead. Check them out on Twitter at with sales ahead. Thank you very much, folks. Have yourself a great WrestleMania week and keep it real. I set my sights on the horizon when I-